0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Long time no talk, long time no listen. Long time no see isn't necessarily applicable here, but yeah, it's been a minute since I've sat down and recorded an episode. I just. Time was not there. Time was truly an illusion. Um. The best way I can explain this unexpected hiatus is that I work retail and I was working retail during the holidays and I also got diagnosed with not one not two but three mental illnesses by my psychiatrist so shout out to her she's an amazing lady um I like to keep it real and transparent and I'm not gonna sit here in front. I mean, I just didn't have the time and I didn't have the brain cells to process everything that was happening in December, January, but you know, things are looking up. I got my car stuck in a ditch, but I am alive and I still have a working car, which is something to celebrate i have also graduated as a high wrestling podcast we have graduated from the bong to the dab rig so we're having a mixture of both flower and dab which is gonna make this season i guess you could say we're gonna do new year new season let's go with that um But yeah, we graduated to a dab rig. Shout out to one of my homies for hooking it up with the rig. Um, You can bet your ass that I took a fat ass dab and a full bowl to the face before sitting down and recording. So we're really going to get into some shit this podcast. Um, What am I smoking on? By the way, I want to say that I am 21. I mean, not 21. I'm 24. I'm uh, over 21 is what I meant to say. I'm 24, and I live in California where it's legal. So, we'll just, for that disclaimer. Yeah, I can't forget the disclaimer. Um, for what I'm smoking on flower wise, I'm smoking, I had the Smoke Good Old School OG. And I think I've mentioned it on a podcast before, but I really do love OG strains. Like, they're fucking immaculate, like, I just, they've got, like, a, I don't know if anybody else can taste it, but I came to the conclusion that, like, OG strains have kind of, like, a salt-watery taste to them, maybe because, like, not only does OG stand for, like, original gangster, but I've learned that in terms of, like, cannabis, OG stands for ocean-grown, so I've noticed, that there's kind of like a salt watery aftertaste to OG strains. I don't know if anybody else who smokes like that notices that. But if I'm not alone, uh, ping me. I don't know. I, th- th- hit me on Twitter if I'm not alone. You know, high the Twitter is the high W P, Instagram is the dot H W P. I should plug those more. I'm not really good with promotion and stuff like that. But, yeah. But, as far as dabs go, I um, have been smoking on the Farm to Lab Octane Mint Sorbet, which is really, really good. Um, And then, I recently got the Friendly Farms Voltron Live Resin, which I... was not expecting to but took a fat glob of a dab of that before this and the taste the smell immaculate and then i also had a pre-roll of whatever i could muster up so my strategy recently one night was to take everything in my stash that i just don't really smoke on anymore pack it into cones and just you know have random pre-rolls to smoke and have on hand and it's just like you never really know what you're gonna get because it's a mix of different percentages different strains i don't remember what strain i put in what pre-roll so when you smoke it it's gonna be a surprise and it was just a way to clean out my stash because i just i had so much that i didn't need and it was like completely unnecessary and i thought hey that's the quickest way to do it so there is that you can bring them to smoke sessions and stuff like that nothing wrong with that never come to a party empty-handed i saw a video on twitter recently where all 2022 were not coming to the functions empty-handed whether that be a bottle of wine a gift or hey maybe even weed but um yeah so that's my strategy if i got nothing else i got weed and weed brings people together so that's a beautiful thing right yeah, so <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to review before we get into the wrestling discourse, but I think that's it, I think that's it, let's get into the the discourse of it all, oh, another life update, I've been playing Breath of the Wild, because i was kind of getting bored of animal crossing like i love animal crossing and i still am working on putting my island back together i recently restarted my island because it was just completely disorganized it was just absolutely fucking disorganized and i was just uncomfortable with it like You know that feeling when things are just so unorganized that you are just- it just makes you uncomfortable? I just had to like delete that save file and start all over. So I've been working on like actively building my island, like actively having like a flower garden and like a garden with like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, but then like- and then like even setting up an orchard- is it orchard? No, it's orchard. Okay no grammar hello um but yeah no you kind of get bored of animal crossing after a while because it's just like it costs bells to build bridges and shit and it also costs nook miles to travel to random islands to get shit too it's expensive Animal Crossing is expensive, both figuratively and literally. It is expensive. And so I get bored of doing that after a while, so I needed something to do. So I jumped to Breath of the Wild, and I don't know how late I was up playing it last night, but I've gotten... To, I definitely am a newbie when it comes to gaming, especially, like, Zelda itself. I don't know anything about Zelda, but I'm learning as I play. Definitely just got the paraglider. I'm at that point in the game, so please don't at me. Please don't be mean. I'm just starting. Um. But, yeah, that's also been an update, and... one last thing I'm seeing scream tonight it is what day is it I always record these episodes on Thursday it is Thursday the 13th it comes out worldwide tomorrow the 14th but I literally want to avoid spoilers that bad that I'm seeing it tonight with the homies so yeah I'll have a mini review for that next episode most likely And now we can officially move into the wrestling discourse. I think that's everything in my personal life that we have caught up on. So now into the wrestling aspect of things. Let's get to it. All right, so majority of what I'm going to talk about is like, somewhat old news somewhat recent news just because I haven't had a chance to sit down and talk about everything so this podcast episode is probably going to be a game of catch up literally so I am going to cover everything starting from Hook's debut on rampage to the episode of the dynamite debut on tbs and everything in between then so it's gonna be a mix of old news somewhat recent news i just purposefully did not want to overwhelm myself with wrestling content before i sat down and recorded an episode too long didn't read version all right cool So, I wanted to definitely start off with talking about the Tony Khan Big Swole diversity controversy issue thing that happened. I probably did not word that right, but, yeah. We have to remember, I am high, so there's that. Um, But, yeah, no, as a black woman, I automatically am on the side of Big Swole because just, like... From what I've seen, I can appreciate a good product. Like, I can appreciate the fact that AEW is ten times better than WWE in its storytelling and its delivery and its matches and, like, the lengths they go in the matches. Like, I can appreciate a product that is well done and I can appreciate real hard work. Like, all the hard work that the wrestlers put in. But I could also criticize said product and recognize the same lack of representation that Big Swole is speaking on. Because I can appreciate the fact that Jay... Well, I don't want to say that Jay Cargill becoming TBS champion was like saving face. Because I can appreciate if that was always the plan for her to win. Because she is a really good wrestler. But in the case in the one thing that's coming to mind right now in the case of Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky who are pretty much well deserving of a TNT title shot or even like a tag team title shot like I feel like they're long overdue for a title shot in general like either of them honestly and just to kind of have Cody weasel his way in is not fair like that that's like the one thing that's coming to mind that I'm like speaking on but then again I don't watch like Dark Elevation so I can't speak on that representation but like just from what I've seen in Rampage and Dynamite the lack of representation is so fucking loud and in your face it's hard not to like I can appreciate a good product but it's hard not to be disappointed that like I can't even say people of color because people of color don't share the same struggles as black people. And I'm speaking as my from my experience as a black woman. I, it's hard to, like, even though I can appreciate AEW being a really good product. And I'm, like, more willing to tune in to AEW every week than I am WWE. It's hard not to be disappointed every week when you see... The same people thrown into the spotlight, and that's kind of the point I wanted to make like I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but that's the point I wanted to make with um Dynamite Winter is coming because Hangman Page and Brian Danielson that match took up the majority of the episode that I barely remember the rest of the matches. Like that that was that was pretty much what I was the point I was gonna make there. But like I feel like everybody had to scramble because the majority of Winter is coming was Hangman Page and Danielson and I feel like that's just taken up the majority of storyline time if that makes sense like I feel like everybody else's storylines is kind of like being pushed in the back burner to prioritize the storyline between these two white men who I feel one of them should not have gotten a title shot so soon you know I feel like Brian Danielson should have like eased his way into AEW I almost said WWE. Everybody caught that. But it's just like so many W's. Okay. I feel like right about now is when I feel like this is the point where Brian Danielson should have been getting his title shot because he just automatically came into AEW and got a title shot. Meanwhile, as far as I can remember right now, because again I'm high, as far as I can remember, I don't think Adam Cole has gotten a title shot, and both of them have been in AEW for the same amount of time. That that's just to, if I can make it any clearer, because it's just like, if I can make it any more obvious, in the words of Avril Lavigne. How come Jade Cargill had to wrestle in a tournament to become TBS women's champion, but Brian Danielson got handed a title shot and got a whole 60-minute title match that took up the majority of the show, and I barely remember Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho going at it, you know? So not just in terms of representation for black women and black wrestlers, in general, but wrestlers of color as well, and then not only that, women wrestlers, women of color wrestlers, black women wrestlers, you know, it's just, and then I wanted to make a point about what MJF said, because MJF made a good point about how sure he's privileged as a white man but to people who shoot up well i i don't know if this is i i'm not of a jewish heritage so i can't like fully say i i'm with mjf on that front but like from the perspective of being in a marginalized group i get it like he's not like i like how mjf acknowledged that he has privilege as a white man but to everybody else he doesn't have the same privileges because he's jewish like i like that that's also a good point that i wanted to bring up too and i'm glad that he said that i'm uh, that, I, that's all that's why i wrote that down in my notes cuz i'm so glad that he said that because that cuz not all because now, in, not all white men get the same treatment, too, now that I'm saying that. So I can't, like, use, like, hey, white privilege, but not all white privilege is the same. Like, I, I can only, honestly, like, MJF made a good point there. Like, yes, there's white privilege, but not all white privilege is the same. Because white uh, MJF is making the point where he has white privilege to an extent, but... then you have Daniel Brian Danielson and MJ, uh, not MJF ha- hangman who had that hour long ass title match if you can if you can kind of see where I'm getting at if all of those tangents are making sense raise your hand class thank you but um yeah I feel like I strayed too far from the original point but I was making points in my other tangents I just didn't know how to connect them all yeah um that's another point I wanted to make with uh, the WWE title and how Brock Lesnar is our champion again and how he he pinned both Kofi and Big E and both of their title reigns were not as long as they should have been There's another representation and anecdote for you that I wanted to add. Um, It did blow my mind to find out that Hook was Taz's son. Didn't see that coming. Like, his debut was impressive, but it was more shocking to find out that that was Taz's son. Not even gonna lie to you. That was like, whoa. Yeah. And then I want to circle back Like, those were two anecdotes I wanted to um, briefly touch on. But I wanted to circle back to the Brock Lesnar thing. Because while I am upset that Brock Lesnar pinned both Kofi and Big E to win the title, the WWE title, I just wanted to make a comment about how the Danielson and Hangman feud is holding the same weight right now. As Brock Lesnar being WWE champion. Brock Lesnar holding a WWE title belt. Is holding the same weight. As this Danielson Bryan feud. Because I really just don't care about it anymore. Like I just. I feel like. I still stand by Danielson. Getting the number one contendership. Contendership so soon. Like if. Anybody should have had a tournament for a championship. It should have been for the AEW world title. I said this before and I'll say it again. There should have been an AEW world title tournament before there was a TBS women's tournament. Because why did the women need to be in a fucking structured tournament? Why couldn't they build their own storyline for the TBS title like fucking Brian Danielson and Hangman did? unnecessarily, but why couldn't they do that? Like, that's... Jesus Christ. And then I wanted to talk about the Women's Royal Rumble again. In terms of representation, we don't know shit about the surprise entrance in the Men's Rumble, but why did they announce every fucking entrant in the Women's Royal Rumble? Do you know how much of a shock it would have been to not expect to hear Lita's music or the Bella Twins music do you know how shock shocking it would have been to not expect any of those entrances now like I was so like I don't even damn I was conflicted cause like I I want to watch the Women's Royal Rumble because like just for Lita like that's the only reason I want to watch the Royal Rumble just for Lita, but it just takes away from the shock factor that going in watching that knowing that she's going to be in the, the match, you know. Like I would I would I would have loved for it to be like the very first women's Royal Rumble where you had no idea who was going to make an entrance. But knowing all of the entrance going in is gonna take like take the excitement away. But I'm still gonna watch to support the women. And Lita is just like my all time favorite women's wrestler of all time, so of course I gotta support my girl. But um yeah. Now to unpack Everything about AEW from Hook's debut to the TBS debut. Sweet. So I just want to say that Hook's debut was absolutely insane because they said send Hook. Hook said say it less because I was not expecting him to be that good. And then his theme song is really good. I really like that AEW lets people use whatever theme song they want, because I hate that WWE stopped that shit. I really hate that WWE stopped the usage of, like, specific theme songs. Like, that's just, like, that was, that was the main reason, that's what mainly drew me to WWE in the, in my, like, middle school, because the theme songs, they got to use whatever theme song they wanted, and it and the, all the fucking theme songs were bangers, and then all of a sudden they stopped that, and I'm just like, God, why? Why you gotta be so fucking selfish? But yeah, I like that AEW lets them use whatever theme song they want because some some of these wrestlers got some banger theme songs. I can't even lie, because we did a whole episode about like entrance themes and stuff, and so you know, yeah. But, yeah, no, he, he's really good, and I also am just excited to see his progress going forward. Like, he's kind of, like, I can see him going for the TNT Championship. Like, I could, like, in the, like, why don't they have Hook feud with Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship? Or, like... I don't know. I don't know if it would be fair. No. I was going to say maybe Hook and Ricky Starks for the FTW championship, but then nah, I I can't even like picture how that would play out. Um but no, I would like to see Hook feud with Sammy Guevara for the TNT championship. That would be like a nice little feud until like Cody comes back. You know, just to like kill time until Cody comes back. Why don't they do that? And why don't they hire me? Have literally have hook feud with. Have hook feud with Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. What the fuck, man? Anyways. I like that the. I don't okay, I can't really tell if it's the elite feuding with the best friends or if it's just Red Dragon and Adam Cole feuding with the best friends, but whatever program they got going on, I am so fucking excited for this. I feel like I mentioned that I wanted to see best friends versus the elite at some point in time, and now it's like my your wish is my command. Like, if Tony Khan is a secret listener of this podcast, please speak up. Cause, I... Hire me, please. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I really like that the best friends are getting a program. With, like, I just, cause I've come to the conclusion that the best friends, like, Trent, Chucky, Wheeler... Orange and Chris, that's, like, my favorite. That's my favorite stable in AEW right now. It helps that Chris is my favorite women's wrestler. Jade is, like, right up there with her. I'm trying to think who's my favorite male wrestler in AEW. CM Punk, of course. Um... Yeah, those are my favorites in AEW. MJF, too. Yeah, I, I, MJF is just really good on the mic. I can't not say MJF isn't my favorite because he's really good on the mic. Um, One thing I did want to say was that I think I'm jumping way ahead of myself, but I think we need a new AEW Women's Champion because I it's getting kind of stale. It's getting kind of stale in my opinion Like I love Britt; She's like a really good wrestler But it's getting kind of stale Like we need something new Like we need a solid challenger For the AEW women's title And we need them to win Cause it's getting stale I'm sorry but it's just getting really stale Really stale I'm so sorry but I'm not sorry, because this is my podcast. It's getting fucking stale. She's a stale women's champion. We need somebody new to take the title. Um, literally, everything that I wanted to say about Dynamite Winter is coming, I said in that whole rant about diversity and AEW, because... I, if we're circling back, uh, if we're circling back to things, we're gonna circle back to Danielson and Hangman, and we're gonna circle back to Animal Crossing because I was able to finish everything that I needed to do in my on my Animal Crossing island, and even go to another island and get their resources. And Danielson and Hangman were still fighting. Was literally the whole point I was trying to make. That was the entire point I was trying to make. Was that. Brian Danielson and Hangman Page went on too long. It was a great match. But they went on too fucking long. It was absolutely ridiculous. I should not finish cleaning up my animal crossing island and selling everything that i need to sell and you people are still fucking wrestling red lobster sounds really good right now that is unrelated to everything but red lobster sounds really good right now i'm sorry i just really thought about red lobster in the midst of everything i've been thinking about red lobster for a few days and as someone who has never had red lobster Yet lives within the vicinity of a Red Lobster. I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice. Because it's just like one of those things where it's like, hey, I want to try it for the hell of it. I may never eat here again, but I just want to try it to say that I've had Red Lobster, you know. But yeah. Moving on. Really glad though that Kyle O'Reilly showed up to AEW because, like, I I don't even think I was home. I think I was, like, on my way home or I was doing something. All I know is I wasn't home in time to watch AEW. I opened Instagram. No, I think I was honestly... I was delivering food. And I found out that Kyle O'Reilly was all elite and I was like fuck but I am so glad that he is all elite and then like all the fucking digs to like undisputed era and NXT gold and as much as I sit up here and trash the current product that is WWE I'm not trashing the people behind the product because we've all had to work a shitty job at some point in our lives, you know? So I'm not knocking the people behind the scenes and the people behind the wrestlers who you see on camera. I'm not knocking them at all because they got to do what they got to do to make a living. It's just what they're putting out there. I'm just not interested in watching. So I'm not saying it as like, I'm shitting on WWE, I'm just saying it as someone who can't currently digest what they're putting out, that's how I'm saying it, but I'm just like, all of this shade is just funny in retrospect, you know, it's irony, irony is funny to me, it's hilarious, but um, yeah, no, and branching off of that i'm really excited to see how this adam cole custody custody battle is gonna go because he's just really here torn between the young bucks and red dragon like it's just who does he choose because it's like I'm trying to think of what meme this reminds me of because this reminds me of a specific meme and it's not the meme that the AEW account posted with Elmo and Rocco even though that shit had me dying because that that meme before AEW got their hands on it, that meme, that original video had me fucking in tears because Elmo was so adamant about Rocco not being alive enough to eat that fucking cookie. He was really, he was really like, Rocco can't eat that fucking cookie because he's not fucking alive. Elmo was about to throw hands over that fucking cookie. But... There's like a specific vine. Way to go, Paul. If If that's familiar to anybody, it's like it's the vine where the dude is in the hockey rink and he like breaks the glass and everybody's like way to go paul because adam cole can't pick a side but um i do i did appreciate this is part of the dynamite holiday bash but that main event with sting punk and darby all doing their finishers i don't even remember who they were fighting because i was just so caught up in the fact that they were able to just do their finishers in like a symphony like a symphony of finishers that was fucking beautiful but um yes yes i think i wrote a note was is mjf barely wrestling part of his gimmick and i feel like it is that's a stupid fucking question because he's like building himself up to be like the best in the world I it, i'm starting to see the irony in his gimmick and that's why mjf is one of my favorite fucking wrestlers because he's building himself up to be this this greatest wrestler the best wrestler in the world and that he's better than you but he never fucking wrestles a match if nobody can see the irony in MJF's gimmick, then you, ah, that's, that's, why he's, that's why he's one of my favorites right now. That's why he's one of my favorites right now. Because I barely remember what he's like in the ring. I should probably go watch him wrestle, but like the irony of his gimmick is what makes me like him. Because... Literally, he's boasting about how he's the best in the world and that, that he's better than you, and you know it, but he barely fucking wrestles. That's genius. That is a genius. Okay? And then the Rampage Holiday Bash, I made it a note to say that we after that match between Chris Statlander and Legit Layla Hirsch, we need to put a title on Chris Statlander in 2022. I hope that this feud with best friends and super click red dragon I hope that that feud is setting up Chris Statlander to be a future world title holder I feel like she deserves a shot at whatever title give her a title shot for real cause she she is coming she is coming alright, and I'm excited to see, cause I've seen, like, so far I've seen clips of yesterday's episode of Dynamite, and I'm excited to see that face-off between her and Adam Cole, and I'm like, I'm literally, I have the setup. I have the setup, because I want to make watching, like, it's not an event, but I literally want to make it an event. Like, how I mentioned Red Lobster earlier, this is the plan. So as soon as I stop recording and get everything up and situated. This is the plan. I am going to order Red Lobster through Uber Eats. Once that Red Lobster gets here, I'm going to turn on AEW. I am going to take another fat ass dab, maybe pack another bowl, enjoy my Red Lobster and enjoy an episode of dynamite i think i even have an episode of rampage in there that's how we're going to enjoy AEW after this after these messages right But yeah, no, I will honestly say, because I'm about to get into the notes of Dynamite New Year's Smash, and I really enjoyed New Year's Smash more than I did the Holiday Bash, because, yes, the Chris Statlander match was good. That was, like, probably the highlight of Holiday Bash, and I'm just biased because I love Chris. Um, I don't know. Holiday Bash was good, but it didn't give what new year smash game because that 10 man tag match that 10 man tag tag match eddie kingston coming out eddie kingston said fuck all that shit we're gonna fucking go i have to respect that fucking wardlow right and then like Jade cargill ruby so and then having mercedes martinez come out and then that six-man tag match at the end and then that fucking street fight literally okay new year smash topped the holiday bash by a fucking long shot for the street fight alone but that was just a small recap but yeah no that 10-man tag to kick off dynamite new year smash it still blows my mind that Christian Cage is wrestling to this day blows my fucking mind to this day that he is fucking wrestling that's in fucking insane, and it just makes middle school me happy because he was my favorite in middle school, like his theme song by story of the year, he was my favorite e c w champion like can't fuck man and then eddie kingston he was like i don't need any fucking help why the fuck did you help me like i love that eddie kingston is always ready to fight like he just says fuck the bullshit fuck the promos you're not gonna interrupt me if you're gonna interrupt me that means we gotta fight like that's something i can respect because if i'm standing there just trying to give a promo just trying to get some shit off my chest and someone's interrupted me in the middle of that. I'm not really gonna be in a good mood either. Same with Ruby Soho when Britt came and interrupted her. She was trying to like have a post-match interview, and Britt came in big and bad with her crew, and so it's just like, can I speak? Like I, I get it, cause it's just like you're just trying to have, you're just trying to get some shit off your chest, speak your mind, and then these people come and interrupt you, and it's like, can I speak? Can I have the floor? The microphone is in my hand, in my face, not yours. You know, like, that just, that shit. Jesus Christ, yeah. But, also, I know it's coming, but when are they gonna have Wardlow betray the pinnacle? I know it's coming, I'm just anticipating the moment where Wardlow is just like fuck this shit and does a powerbomb simp pow- like this is how I see it going cuz it's just like why else would Sean Spears be following Wardlow out to the ring every every match right I feel like they're going to set it up to where Wardlow is going to do a powerbomb symphony on Sean Spears, and that's going to anger MJF. Wardlow and MJF are going to have to fight, and I feel like they should set up a match between Wardlow and MJF before they set up a match between Punk and MJF. Because that gives Punk leverage and an advantage in this feud. yeah no why don't they do that why don't they fucking do that like if they don't pull the trigger before Punk and MJF I definitely feel like they should do it after but I Wardlow betraying well I I can't speak for yesterday's episode I don't know what happened after Punk and Wardlow's match but wow did I just wait no I'm fucking stupid No, I said Wardlow and MJF before MJF and Punk. No, um, never mind. I thought I said CM Punk and Wardlow, and I'm like, wait, they fought yesterday. But I can't speak for what happened after that match, but I definitely feel like it should now be MJF versus Wardlow before Punk and MJF go at it. Cause that's got cause like if MJF loses to Wardlow that's got to give Punk some leverage in their eventual match. Because if we got Wardlow doing a powerbomb symphony, so this is how it should go. After after Wardlow destroys a jobber, Sean Spears comes in the ring. Wardlow's going to get so fed up that he does a powerbomb symphony to Sean Spears builds tension between MJF and PUNK. I mean, MJF and Wardlow. Which creates more tension between PUNK and MJF because the tension between MJF and Wardlow would make MJF a little bit more vulnerable to PUNK so he could get under MJF's skin like MJF is trying to get under PUNK's skin. It's just... Wardlow betraying MJF would give CM Punk the leverage and they just need to pull the trigger. Either before or after the match. Because I literally said Punk is like the only person I can see humbling MJF. So, yeah. Also, I assume that Dynamite moving to TBS... And Cody suddenly being in the TNT title picture had to do with him hosting the Go Big show. So, I'm not even questioning that anymore. Um, But speaking, if we're circling back to representation of black women in AEW, although I did find that little back and forth between Brandy and Dan Lambert a little humorous because... When Brandy dropped that one-liner where she said, oh, you're a black belt, but I'm, well, I'm a black bitch, that shit had me dying. not even gonna lie, because, like, black humor, from a black humor standpoint, that shit was funny. But from a black representation standpoint, if we are just limited to those stereotypes, if we are, like, liking a product, but also being able to criticize it, I thought it was funny. Cause that's like, I'm just used to like that type of black humor, but if we're limited to those stereotypes of like always being ready to fight and like popping off our earrings and like, yeah, no, Eh, not, not fun. Not really with that. Um, I did make a note that Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho is going to be fire and it was fire. Although I was rooting for my girl, Ruby, but Jade winning that title was a little bit more important, but, uh, and I'm glad that she won, because I actually cried. I actually cried when Jade won. Like, I teared up, because it's just, like, that's the representation I want to see, but it, it shouldn't, like, that's the thing, it shouldn't be limited to just Jade. Like, if Jade Cargill is your best representation of a black wrestler, let alone a black women's wrestler, gotta do a little bit more work. But, like, there are... I can appreciate that we have a black women's champion, but if that is your sole representation of black women wrestlers and black wrestlers in general, you kinda need to do a little bit more work, you know? Like, it's good, but it's... you need to do a little bit more in terms of representation, you know, can't limit it to the stereotypical Brandy Rhodes segment that she gave us and not showing just strong black women in the terms of like super muscular and like kind of disrespectful, you know, cause like there are, I do have a little, do have a little bit of discomfort with, like, Jade's gimmick, too. Like, I like that she is being presented as, like, this prestigious wrestler who's, like, top-shelf, best of the best. But to have her be... Like, to have her come across as, like, disrespectful... Like, you could know that you're the best, but not, like, have it come across as a little, like, disrespectful. Because I feel like even though... AEW is trying to portray their black women as the black women on their roster as strong wrestlers. They kind of just like add that disrespectful sass to make it digestible. If that makes sense. Like that's what we're limited to as stereotypes, which kind of sucks. Like I like I like seeing that I like seeing the representation of Jade holding a title but let's not limit all of our black wrestlers to the stereotype of being like the sassy disrespectful yet strong black woman you know but um as far as Rampage New Year Smash that fucking street fight with TJ and Penelope and the Bunny loved that but back to representation. want to see more death matches with wrestlers of color and black wrestlers, too. You know? Like, it's just. I feel like this whole episode was about representation and diversity in AEW, which is like a, a serious thing, don't get me wrong, but. I didn't realize how many of my notes would just circle back to that diversity comment that Big Swole made, which is like a very solid strong point. I'm just like, wow, all of my points are just circling back to that. That's my mind is just being blown right now. And I'm on a long tangent because I'm high anyway. But um yeah, no, even though that, that street fight was good, can we put more wrestlers of color? in street fights, and have them, like, like, even more black wrestles, you know, because I would love to see that, I would love to see that, but that street fight, though, was fucking crazy, like, okay, I've, I had to film the spots that were fucking crazy to me, I have my phone on my lap, because I even have it, I think I saved it, so, one... I have I have it saved and I have to find it. It was recent too. So Anna Jay had slammed the bunny onto the thumbtacks. Anna Jay slammed t- uh, the bunny onto the thumbtacks. Fucking. Ty Conti did that fucking pile driver onto the table. And then Anna Jay with the submission. She had the barbed wire wrapped around her fucking arm. Those were the three craziest fucking spots in that match. That I am just like, holy fucking shit. I love wrestling. Like, I love I love wrestling. What the fuck? Yeah. I will say, though, as much as I criticized Hangman and Danielson for being, like, a long-ass match, the second time around on the TBS, TBS debut, I enjoyed it a little bit more. It was a little bit more entertaining watching watching it a second time maybe because it wasn't as long but I enjoyed it a little bit more and I will say that the CM Punk and MJF feud has me like on the edge of my seat a majority of the time Cause it's like, I don't think there's been any other feud in professional wrestling that has compelled me as much as the punk and MJF feud has. Cause it's just like between the mic skills and kind of just like the, when are they going to fight? When are they going to fight? Like no other feud has done that for me. Not even in like, I can't even think of any feud that has done that for me. I don't know any other feud. Yeah, no, I can't recall any other feud that has, like, had me on the edge of my seat like CM Punk and MJF has. That's crazy. And then, circling back to the TBS thing, seeing Jade win the TBS title, like, the three count, I immediately started crying. And then, watching fucking that main event with Jurassic Express, I cried more. So, like, that whole last hour and a half of dynamite i cried because it was just like pure excitement i cried out of excitement because you know it was just like you i think that it was very well deserved of jurassic uh, express for winning the tag team titles that was very like well deserved of them very glad that they were able to win those titles um But yeah, the way Jungle Boy kept fucking kicking out, like, that is a tough son of a bitch. What the fuck? There's so many, like, spots in that match where I'm just like, is he gonna... Like, what? Is he gonna... Is he... Is he? Is he not? Like, is he gonna make it? Then he kept kicking out, and I was like, damn! Okay! And... Yeah. Yeah that was also a really good match like that just solidified my love of tag team wrestling that match right there that like there's nothing better than tag team wrestling and that definitely solidified it for me and then having all the tag teams come out at the end I vote they set up like a tag team tournament I feel like I feel like setting up tournaments should have something to do with the rankings in a way because i don't i don't really follow the ranking system but i feel like if the way that they had all the tag teams come out and scope jurassic express winning there should definitely be a tag team tournament I can get why the t b s title had a tournament because it was just an int- introductory title, but if they're gonna do a tag team tournament, they should do a tournament for the number one contendership. I feel like there should really like i tournaments for number one contenderships feel like the only real way to solidify yourself as a number one contender. That's like the one real way to solidify yourself as like a number one contender. I feel like they should definitely do it for the tag titles because especially now that there are new champions, I feel like they should build up the tag team division before anyone... They should build up the tag team division and build up a number one contender team for the tag titles before they throw somebody at jurassic express like i don't want them to do what they did with hangman and danielson with jurassic express you know i want someone to prove their spot for a number one contendership before jurassic express defends those titles Like, of course, like, defend them here and there, like, on Rampage and stuff, but, like, for a serious contendership, have a tournament. Don't just, don't just have the title switch hands at, like, a here and there match, you know, especially because they just won the titles, you you know, it would make the most sense to kind of just let them settle in first before they switch hands. Well, that is it. I know that this episode was kind of fast and kind of, like, you know, quick. But like I said, this episode was me playing catch-up. I was mainly talking about a lot of old stuff, stuff that's, like, already old news by now, so I didn't want to spend too much time dwelling on it and the main thing that I wanted to talk about was just the New Year Smash and the TBS debut because it was the most recent, but I needed to, you know, cover all my notes in order to, like, keep myself sane, but, um, yeah, so back to a regular schedule going forward since the holidays are now calmed down and I can breathe again, um, but yeah i'm going to do exactly what i said earlier order red lobster watch yesterday's episode of dynamite and get really high before i go see Scream tonight with my friends i hope you guys enjoy yourself wherever you are and have an awesome night take a fat dab and take a fat rip of a bowl if you partake do what you gotta do enjoy your life friends see you again next episode